0: Well, welcome everybody to The Point. How's everybody doing tonight? So good seeing you guys. It's exciting. I'm so pumped. We only got a couple more Thursdays left this year, and I'm excited uh, to be here with you all. Hey, can you guys tell me what month is it? What, what, what month are we in? December. December. That means that we're right around Christmas. Christmas is right around the corner. Who's excited for Christmas? Let me hear if you're excited for Christmas. That's right. Yeah. 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 I, I am so pumped for Christmas. Um, I, I just wanna, you know, I'm so excited to be here and speaking to y'all uh, tonight. For those of you uh, who don't know me, I'm Danny. I'm one of the interns. Uh, I, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, I'm Col- I'm Colombian. I mean, I'm from South America. We're Colombia. All my South Americans friends, yay, and all that. I uh, I just want to give a shout out to my two um, my two. Brothers in Christ, my roommates, my partners in crime, Austin and Matt Wanderlake. Uh, <laughs> and my Korean roommate, Enoch, is here, and my friend, John. Uh, you guys know him. It's, it's, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I am really excited. I mean, I love Christmas. I cannot tell you how much I love it. I mean, uh, the, the Sunday, Sunday yeah, after Thanksgiving, we had our home group party, and um, we, uh, I, I was talking with the family that... Whose house we're at at the end, everybody's gone, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm excited about Christmas, and I really wish we had a tree at the intern house, but we don't, you know, we're not, we're interns, we're not gonna go buy an, a tree, you know, we don't got the money to be spending that. So, um, so they're like, hey, we just got a seven-foot tree in our basement, and I'm like, really? And I kind of squealed, I was like, but I was like, <clears throat> no, I mean, yeah, that's cool, cool, yeah, Christmas tree, and uh, and so they gave us the tree and they gave us all the ornaments and. Uh, it took me and, my, and Enoch, we, we set the tree and all that, but then I was like, I just went to town. I decorated, and I kind of went Martha Stewart on it, you know? I kind of like, you know, I like put the you know, decorations, the ribbons and all that. So here's our Christmas tree at the intern house. It's uh, that's, that's, that's beautiful, yeah. I'm not the best decorating, but that's the, that's the best we got, and uh, it's got the Instagram, like, vintage on it, so it looks better than <laughs> it looks, you know, all you Instagram people. Um, so I just love Christmas, and we all have all these memories and traditions that we love about Christmas, I mean, we all have that one moment that we will forever remember about Christmas. I remember one time when I was young, when I was just, uh, when we just moved into America, you know, when my family and I moved from the villages of Columbia into, into uh, North America, we, uh, we went to Disney World for Christmas. We used to live in Florida. And I remember uh, going to Disney World. I was excited. Again, I squealed, but I was like, no. But yeah, you know, Disney World. And it was awesome. And, um, I remember my dad, my dad does not speak English that, that well, he's still learning, he can order a Happy Meal though, he can order a Happy Meal at McDonald's, but uh, we're, you know, we're, going to, uh, we're going to Disney and we all tricked him, we told him, hey, you know, uh, how many of you ever heard of Space Mountain, the ride, you know, it's a great, it's an indoor roller coaster, if you haven't been on it, it's dark, it's awesome, it's great, but we told him, you know, it's just a, it's just a little ride through space, we're just going to learn about the history of space through the eyes of Walt Disney. And so my dad, being the Hispanic that he is, he's like, okay, see ya. you know, because we Hispanics, we talk fast all the time. And so, uh, yes, amen, I got over here. And, uh, and so we tricked him, and he goes, and I'm telling you, it was like the Mexican Revolution started all over again. Because he gets on that train and he's yelling, he's like, no, I, like, I don't want, I mean, you're, you're hearing Spanish yelling, no one, knows what they're, it's, no one knows what he's screaming, people are like, oh my gosh, who let the Hispanic in here? You know, they're like, oh, you know, what is he doing here? You know, he's just yelling, I'm laughing, my mom's laughing, my brother's laughing. So we get out and literally, I mean, just thank God people were around because my dad wanted to smack me that day, I mean, and I think he did when we got to the hotel, but I, I don't remember. But uh, we, were, we almost left the park, but I'm always going to remember that memory. And every Christmas, we laugh about it, and I'm like, hey, remember that one time we tricked you into going to go space mountain and you yelled like a crazy Hispanic? And he's like... <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's exactly it, you know? So we all have those Christmas memories. And uh, one of the things that I love about Christmas season are the Christmas movies. How many of you can, can say, yeah, uh, let try the Christmas movies, Right? Yeah, 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 I love it. In fact, one of my favorite movies, in fact, the best Christmas movie is Elf, hands down. Elf, right? If you don't know the story about Elf, hey guys, listen, listen up real fast. If you don't know the story about Elf, basically is this grown man who, who grew up in the North Pole, got raised by elves, found out he was a real man, his family lived in New York City, and he wanted to go see his dad and meet his his dad and his family, and literally the movie is just chronicling the adventures of this grown man trying to figure out what real life is. So, one of the funniest scenes in the movie, I was like, you know what? Let's show it tonight. So, can we watch a little bit of Elf? Walter here. It worked, it's you. How'd you get this number? Emily left an emergency list. I see, and uh, is this an emergency? There's a horrible noise coming from the evil box underneath the window. It sounds like this. No! It's uh, it's it's not evil, buddy. It's uh, it's a radiator, and the heat makes noise when it comes on. No, it doesn't. It, it's very evil. It's scary to look at. It's okay. I'm going. Toward... Oh wait. Yes, it is. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's fine. You're right. Okay, good, I, I'm gonna hang up now. I love you. We'll call you in five minutes. No, no, but buddy, don't, uh, you, you don't have to call me, okay? Good idea, you call me. Okay, I'm gonna hang up now. I painted a picture of a butterfly. Good, I'm gonna hang up. I turn the piano. Okay, I love you. Bye. So if we can get the spaghetti out here, we're going to do it here, live on... St- no, I'm kidding. We're not going to do that tonight. I'm not going to eat spaghetti with Pop-Tarts on it. That would be funny. So, hey, Christmas is awesome, right? I mean, it's great because you have family, you have the Christmas movies, you have a lot of food, and best of all, you have the presents, right? I mean, come on. Who does not love to get Christmas presents? In fact, I think some of us, every Christmas morning, sometimes act kind of like this kid does in this video. <laughs> I mean, come on, who does not love to get Christmas presents, right? I love to get Christmas presents, I, and honestly, like I said, a lot of us act or have acted like that kid does in Christmas, and, and you know, I, when I see that video and I think of, you know, the presents and the Christmas atmosphere, I ask myself a question as I, I was growing up, what is the meaning of Christmas? You know, I, I would ask myself, like, what is Christmas all about, and, and, and have you ever asked yourself that? Like, think about it, what is Christmas about? It's like the movie How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How many of you have ever heard of that movie? And basically, it's just about this man who literally just, I mean, man, animal, whatever, who wants to just destroy Christmas for everybody and is stealing presents and trees. And one day, he meets a little girl who asks him a very important question. And I just want to show you what he responds to her. So here's the Grinch. cleaned out that icebox as quick as a flash. Why, that Grinch, he even took their last can of hoo hash. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. And now, grinned at the Grinch, <laughs> I'll stuff up the tree. And the Grinch grabbed the tree and he started to shove when he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. Excuse me. <laughs> Grinch had been caught by this tiny who daughter who'd got out of bed for a cup of cold water. Santa Claus, what are you doing with our tree? But you know, that old Grinch was so smart and so slick, <coughs> he thought up a lie, and he thought it up quick. Why, <laughs> my sweet little dot? The fake Santa Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't... on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fix it up there, and I'll bring it back here. Santa, what's Christmas really about? Vengeance! (laughs) Er, I mean, Presents. I hate so we can't deny that presents are a big part of Christmas, right? In fact, raise your hand if you think that gifts, that presents are the ma- best part of Christmas and is the reason for Christmas. Look at that. The meaning of Christmas, see, a lot of you did not raise your hands because you know exactly what the answer is. You know that presents is not the the reason for Christmas. In fact, we know that the the main thing about Christmas is Christ himself and the hope that we have found in the cross and the hope that we have found in the Son of God. But yet, every Christmas, we project something different. Every Christmas, we act completely different. We say, oh no, Christ is, is, Jesus is the reason for the season. I mean, we've heard that saying, right? We paint it on our doors, we paint it on our walls, we put it in all our Christmas cards, and we say, Jesus is the reason for the season, but yet, every Christmas, we act completely different. We make it about making holiday lists, making food, sending out Christmas cards, taking pictures, buying ugly Christmas sweaters, buying gifts, making a list, checking it twice, giving it to our parents, having Christmas parties, doing all this different stuff, that we completely forget about the reason of the Savior. That we, comp- we give so much more time, we devote so much more time to the materialistic things of the world that we completely forget that Jesus is the reason for the season. And we make it all about all these traditions. And we make it all about all these different things that really don't mean anything in eternity. And we put more time on materialistic things than we put on God. And that's why I know none of you raised your hand. I wasn't going to raise my hand because I know the reason just like you. And I've been guilty of that. I thought at times, I used to think that Christmas was just another holiday, just another, th- another time that we would celebrate with the family until I heard a message, until I heard something that changed my life forever. In fact, a lot of you have heard that message. A lot of you have heard this message. And tonight, I, don't want, I know it's not going to be something new for all of us, but I want it to be kind of a renewal. I, kind, I want it to be something that will renew our hearts, something that will brighten us up again and we'll be like, that's right. I have to remember that. And for some of us, it might be something new. At which point, I pray that, that God will speak to your heart. But just, just, like, just like the Grinch would say, oh, it's about the presents. Tonight we're going to say, no, Christmas is not about the presents. It's about Christ. It's about the fact that a man came to earth and gave his life for you and me despite the way we were living. And the Bible tells us that. The Bible gives us countless stories and countless uh, parables About the man who was here who died for us. And it tells us a bunch of times about the gift that we got. And so I want you to go to your Bibles. Go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to talk about this gift. This great gift that we got here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 14. It will be on the screen. It says this. We might become the righteousness of God. So what is this gift? What is this great gift that we're talking about? We talk about gifts. We talk about, oh, you know, I'm, I want this and I want that. I'm, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that or I'm going to get you this and I want this. And, and we talk about all these things we want. But I want us to take a pause tonight. I want the point to kind of just look, look at the, the bigger view and say, you know what? All these gifts are going to come and go. But there's one great gift. That, will, that, that means so much more than everything. And that is Jesus paying the price for our sins and becoming the mediator between us and God. And in your notes it says this, Jesus traded his life so we may have the greatest gift, reconciliation with God. Now what does reconciliation mean? That means to mend, to restore something that's broken. Here's the thing. When we when Adam and Eve sinned, when then sin entered the world, we broke the relationship that man and God had. God and man lived in harmony, and we were together, we were perfect, everything was great till sin entered the world. And that relationship that was once there was broken. And the relationship that God established with us was gone. And so someone needed to pay the price for those sins. Someone needed to pay the price for you and I. Because we have sinned, we're still sinning, and, and we're we're gonna sin in the future. Something needed to happen. God in his wrath, God in his justice, God in his love needed someone to pay the price for our sins. And so he sent his own son because he is love. Just like he is justice and demanded demanded justice for our sins, he is also love. And he sent his only son as 100% man and as 100% God, to walk on earth, to live amongst us, to, to live like man, to do the things that man did. And he performed miracles and signs and wonders. And he was this great man who ultimately, the only reason why he was here on earth was to pay for our sins, was to walk on earth amongst us and one day hang on a cross and shed the blood and shed his blood so that you and I can have a chance at reconciliation, to mend the brokenness that was there, to, to restore the brokenness that, was, that happened between God and us. And so that's, what, that's the whole point of tonight, is, is that gift of reconciliation. I mean, I want you to think about it. This Christmas, if you didn't get a TV, if you didn't get a laptop, if you didn't get money, if there was nothing under the tree, would that be enough? If there was nothing under the tree for you this Christmas, but yet you knew that Jesus paid the price and reconciled you and gave you the opportunity to mend the brokenness between you and God, would that be enough? Would that, would that be sufficient for you and me? Could we be, could we be happy with the fact that, that Christ paid the price for our sins? That Jesus traded his life. That Jesus provided us with this gift so that we may overcome the separation that is there between us and God that was once there. And a lot of us, we have accepted that. We've accepted the reconciliation. We've come before God and we say, you know what? Jesus, I accept thee as my Savior. And, and we've allowed that reconciliation to happen. And as believers, those of us who, are, who believe in Christ, God is working in us and Jesus is working in our hearts but there's still that brokenness that was once there. And I'm here I want to tell y'all something that's very dear to my heart. And if you remember one thing, remember this guys, that the greatest gift you will ever get for Christmas was will never be under a tree, but it was on a tree 2000 years ago. You will never anything that you get under the tree will never be as strong or as powerful or as eternal as what was on a tree 2000 years ago. And that's Jesus Christ. That's the hope that we have in him. Christ became the substitution between our sins. The greatest gift that we will receive and give is the news of Christ becoming a bridge between us and God. I mean, you can say all these things. He became our substitution. He became the bridge. He paid the price. The reality is, guys, something happened. Something needed to happen. And Jesus provided that. Jesus provided the bridge between us and God. At the cross, God's love and God's wrath met. And said, I accept the, the, this payment. And he paid the price. He paid the price that you and I could not pay. He became the bridge between us and God. He took on God's wrath so that his love could be poured out unto us. And you know what the cool part is? He, here's the, the coolest thing about this. Like, I mean, it's already cool enough. Like, we already know, like, wow, this guy came and paid for, you know, the price for my sins. Like, you're like, isn't that, isn't that great enough that somebody came and did something for me that I didn't have, you know, I didn't ask for it? Like, that's cool enough. But the cool part is, if you look at verse 18 on 2 Corinthians 5, it says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That means that we were, God mended the brokenness with Christ. And you and I did nothing to do with it. We had nothing to do with it. We did nothing. We didn't pay anything. We didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to pay a single cent. Jesus paid it all on the cross for us. Jesus shed his blood so that you and I can have a chance to redeem ourselves before an almighty God. I mean, think about it. I mean, have you ever gotten something that you did not deserve? Have you ever gotten something that you're like, wow, I'm almost embarrassed that I got this? You know, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to take it, but, you know, thank you. You know, I accept it. You know, it's like like you're almost like, oh, like, do I deserve this? I don't know. I don't think so, but okay, fine. Like, I remember one Christmas... um, My parents gave me a laptop, and uh, this is when I was still in high school, and, you know, I was was beginning to have a lot of papers, and we we literally only had one one computer in my house. My brother used it to play video games, children, and uh, (laughs) my mother used it to shop and watch her novelas or soap operas. Uh, And, you know, my dad used it to study, and I used it to write computers, and we would all be using the same computer. And I knew that I needed a laptop. I knew that I I, I needed something, especially because my dad, again, who does not speak English, has a Spanish keyboard. You know, so like I would, I would try to put an apostrophe. I would try to type a word, and it come out as a letter. And I would try to put the parentheses, and it come out as a K. And I would try to, and I was just almost through. I literally broke a keyboard one day because I was so frustrated. And again, my dad hit me after that. Uh, I was a very troublesome child. Uh, I was very bad. Um, my, my dad, Hispanic men will hit you, and, but, but to correct you, okay? Uh, to correct you. <laughs> they won't hit you to, just to hit you. <laughs> they need to correct you. And um, I remember that Christmas, my parents gave me that laptop. And I was just like, I didn't ask for this. Like, I literally, I never said, hey, you know what? Can you guys give me a laptop? I kind of need one. You know, we need, and, and here's the thing. I never asked for it because because I knew my parents didn't have enough money for it. I knew my parents, you know, could not afford it. It was something that we could not get. It wasn't feasible at the time. But here's the thing, because my parents loved me and because they wanted to sacrifice themselves so I can have a great and better life, they gave their money and they gave their own desires. They put them to the side so they can give me this laptop. And that's the love of our Father. God saw you and I broken. He saw us just weeping. He saw us just as trash. He saw us at the bottom of everything. He saw us just at the worst of the worst and said, you are my son. You are my daughter. And I want, and I want you to have something great. So I'm going to give you my son, even though you don't deserve it, even though it's you who has sinned before me, I'm going to give you my son so that he can die on the cross and I'm going to give you the greatest gift, and that is salvation and the opportunity at eternal life. And Jesus paid it all. My parents, they paid that whole laptop, and I didn't deserve it. Jesus paid the price for our sins, and we did not deserve it. This great, there's a great quote by Jerry Bridges, and it's going to be on the screen if you want to see it. It says this, God did not wait for a change of heart on our part. He made the first move. Indeed, he did more than that. He did all that was necessary to secure our reconciliation, including our change of heart. Even though he is the one offended by our sin, he is the one who makes amends to himself through the death of Christ. Even though God's the one that was offended, even though we're the ones that did wrong, God's the one that forgave us. And God's the one that sent us the opportunity at forgiveness. I mean, do you guys understand that? You guys get that? Like, Jesus paid the price for you and I. God, who loves us so much gave us the gift of reconciliation because it's a fruit of his eternal love for you and I. It is an act of forgiveness that we did not deserve. This is what makes Christ's message so much more meaningful. And a lot of you have heard this. Some of you haven't, but it's so great. I love always remembering this and reminding myself that the truth is that God became our substitution, that Jesus showed us that he loved us so much That he was willing to trade his life to give you and I eternal life. Even though we did not deserve it. So what do we do with this gift? Jesus traded. He traded his life for you and I. So what are we to do with it? I believe that our reconciliation with God is not only the greatest gift that we can get, but it's also the greatest gift that we can what? Give. Here's the thing. How how selfish would it be of us How selfish would it be for us to experience the love of Jesus Christ and the joy that comes. I mean, worship here, jam out to, you know, uh, uh, awaken me, you know. I've always wanted to do that on stage. So um, after seeing John and and the whole band do that. And, uh, you know, they're jamming out and we have this joy to worship God. And we have this joy that we know we have eternal life. And we know that we have gained this prize. How selfish would it be for you and I? To experience that joy and then keep it to ourselves and not share it with anyone else. How horrible is it that we experience this love of Christ that we don't want to go share it with someone else? And that's what the Apostle Paul tells us. If you look at verse twenty, it says nineteen and twenty says we have now the ministry of what reconciliation. Say it with me: the ministry of what reconciliation. You know what that means? That means that you and I, we're now ambassadors. We we now have the mission. Once we have accepted Christ, for those of us who are believers. Once we have accepted Christ, we now have the opportunity. Not, you know what? Not even the opportunity. We now have the demand to be ambassadors and go into our, our schools and our circles of influences and share the gospel with others. Derek talked about it three weeks ago before we left for Thanksgiving. He said, go be light. Go, go and, and go spread the gospel. Go be bold witnesses of Christ. Go share it with others. Don't keep it to yourself. Go share it to others. That's why, that's why Paul tells us the greatest gift is the ministry of reconciliation not only to give not only for us to get it but for us to give it to someone else and that's what god desires of us just like christ just like christ traded his own sin traded his own life for our sins we are to trade our own desires for the desires of god you see jesus traded eternal glory for human flesh jesus traded life for death Jesus traded a kingdom for the earth. What are you willing to trade? Some of us have traded popularity to share the gospel with with others. Some of us have traded the opportunity to share the gospel with someone for popularity. What are your trades? What are you doing? And ultimately, what are you going to do with the trade that Jesus gave for you? In the movie Elf, Right? Let's go back to Elf. Great movie, right? In the movie Elf, at the end, we see this great scene. And if you haven't seen it, get ready because there's going to be some spoiler alerts. So I'm sorry. I don't, uh... So, but it's, it's all right. It's all right. Trust me. I'm not going to give a lot away. But we have, we have a, a quick picture from the movie Elf. And in here, this is Walter. This is Elf's, this is Buddy the Elf's dad. And in this scene right here, we, we couldn't show the scene for a couple of reasons. But in this, in this scene right here, Walter is about to present this great opportunity, his job, and the board of trustees is there, and they're like, hey, we need to see, if you want to keep your job, you need to propose this idea to us. And his son comes in and says, hey, Dad, Buddy is gone. He left, he's missing. And then his dad says, give me a second, and, and, and his son says, hey, you know what? Buddy cares about everyone else. You only care about yourself. And so Walter, the dad, is faced with a, that with decision. Do I keep my job, do I work for my job, or do I go help my family? And what he decides is this. He goes and helps Buddy. Find Santa and help Christmas and save Christmas. Literally, Walter made a decision. He traded his opportunity at his job to help his family. He traded success for family. He traded his own desires for the desires of his family. Jesus has given us an opportunity. Do we... Trade our own desires for his desires? Or do we trade his desires for our own desires? What are your priorities? Just like Walter, what decision are we making? Just like Walter, what are we doing? And here's the thing, there is no greater love, no greater gift that we can give someone than Christ's love. Guys, you have friends, you have neighbors, you have family members that need to hear the message of Jesus Christ. And we're over here just being quiet and not doing anything about it. We're over here, and, and, and I'm, it's so true for me too, guys. There's been times that I have friends in college, at home, even here since I lived in Atlanta, that I have not, that I've had the opportunity to share the gospel with them, and I haven't. And, I, and I've kept myself silenced. But we need to realize something. Just like Jesus traded his life for our sins, we need to trade our own desires for the desires of Jesus and for the desires that God has for us. Last week, Austin spoke about the woman at the well. How many of you were here last week? Oh, let's see. That's awesome. It was, it was great. It was, Austin spoke about the woman at the well, and, he's, and, and he read from John 4, and Jesus tells the woman at the well this. He says, if you believe, you will have the living waters. You will have life. If you, if you accept this, this gift, then you will have eternal life. And, and, and that's the whole point. God wants us to have new life. God wants us to accept this gift. But are we? And if we have accepted it, what are we doing with it? I think of a great passage, Romans 6, 23. It says this, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift, say it with me, but the what? But the but the, of God is what? Eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The gift of eternal life, the gift of our Lord Jesus is eternal life. Christ's payment for our sins has given us an opportunity at the greatest gift. Eternal life and reconciliation with God. And for those who believe and have accepted Christ as Savior, God is now working in us. He's working a great plan. A lot of you have experienced it. I have experienced it. You're experiencing it right now. You see God teaching you things. You pray. You read the word of God, and he's growing in you, and you're growing in him, and all these great things are happening, right? Because you're now growing in God because you, you believe in him. But for those of us who, haven't, who hasn't accepted him as Savior, the gift is right there. And that's why I want to remind you that the greatest gift that you will ever get for Christmas, the greatest gift that you can ever give someone, will never, ever, ever in a million years be under a tree. But it was on a tree 2,000 years ago. And that was the death of our Lord and Savior. And as the band comes up, and we take this moment to acknowledge who Christ is and and understand that Christ paid the price. He He paid the price, erasing all sins, and became the bridge that would reconcile us between us and God. I mean, do you, do you see how great that is? That a man came and said, Seabass, Catherine, Ashton, Hunter, Danny. I'm going to pay the price for your sins and I'm going to reconcile you with God. All you have to do is believe. The Bible tells us that call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. And, God, and that brokenness is mended that brokenness that was once there is gone but here's the thing for those of us who believe and if you are a believer listen to me here it doesn't end with just just um, amending of our brokenness it goes on more than that now we need to go and share that ministry with others now we need to tell others Not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but to share that gift of reconciliation. That Jesus traded his life for death, his innocence for guilt, and took our sins on that cross, paid the price, and now we owe nothing. We owe nothing that he paid it all. It's the greatest gift that anyone can ever get. It's the greatest gift that any of us could ever receive, that any of us could ever give somebody. It's the fact that Jesus paid it all on the cross. And those of us who believe, it's not our time to go tell others. And that's what Paul says there. The ministry of what? Reconciliation. Say it with me. The ministry of? Reconciliation. That's what, that's what Jesus wants. And so I ask you this question. What will we do with that trade? What are you willing to do with Jesus' trade? On that cross, Jesus gave it all. And tonight, some of you, and as the, the, the band begins, some of us in this room tonight, we, have, we, we haven't fully accepted Christ as our Savior. And we haven't fully given our lives to Christ. And we haven't fully received that gift that Jesus paid 2,000 years ago on, on the cross. The blood of our Savior was there so that you and I could have the greatest gift And this Christmas, that's what I want all of us to celebrate. It's to celebrate the fact that a man came to earth, stood between God and us and our sinfulness, and said, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, he died for us all so that we may have something that will bridge the gap between us and God. Jesus said, I have come so that you may have life and life to the full. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The gift of eternal life can only be gained through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Some of us in here tonight have not experienced that gift, have not accepted that trade, have not accepted God's gift. And so tonight I ask a question. If If that's you, are you willing to trade your own desires to follow Christ? Just like Jesus traded his life for you and me, are you willing to trade your desires to follow Christ? So I kind of I guess you know with all eyes closed real fast. That's you. No one's looking. It's going to be a moment between us and God. And we're going to get back to worship and we're going to sing to God and we're about to have a great you know closing song. It's going to be awesome. But right now, if you're in this room and you say, you know what, this Christmas I want to I trade my, my life and give it to Christ so that the brokenness that's between God and me can be mended and restored, that my relationship that was once with God can, can be restored. And if that's you and you want to say, you know what, today I want to make the decision to to fully accept Christ as my savior and to fully give my life and to trade my own desires for his desires like he did on the cross. If that's you tonight and you say, I want to make that bold step, could you just raise your hand? Wow. Wow. You can put your hands down. If if you raise your hand, then I'm going to do a prayer and I just want you to Right there we are, just repeat after me, and then I'm going to give you some instructions of what we're going to do tonight. Um, so if you just raise your hand, can you, just, just uh, right there we are, repeat after me. And, and Heavenly Father, come before you, broken and ashamed, lost, looking for hope, knowing that I can find that hope in you. And knowing that you died on the cross for my sins. Lord, today, I give my life to you. I trade my own desires for your desire. And Lord, I I, I invite you to my heart. And I accept you as my Lord, my Savior, and my Father, and my King. And God, let my life be an offering to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for giving me the best present ever the best gift ever and that is eternal life and a relationship that's restored with God in Jesus name amen hey the point people just accept the Christ how about we give it how about we praise God come on hey if you just made that prayer could you stand up if you just prayed that could you stand up Look at that, look at that, right there. If you just prayed that, stand up. Come on. Look at that. Hey, if you just made that prayer, we're gonna, once, the, once the band starts singing again, here's what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to walk to the back. Derek's going to be in the response room, and uh, he's going to be there, and he's going to talk to you about the decision that you just made. And uh, we're excited, man. Come on. Praise God. I said that's what it's all about right there and I almost knocked the mic, I know I'm so excited right now, salvation just happened hey y'all, let me pray for you and, and uh, God, this Christmas this Christmas more than, more than food, more than friends, more than family, more than uh, movies, more than gifts it's all about Jesus let's make, it, let's make it about Jesus this Christmas let's make it about the one who gave his life for us because here's the thing we owe nothing, he paid it all so, God, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for your goodness. You are awesome. You are glorious. You are great. God, I'm reminded of how, just how in our sinful ways you looked at us and you said, we are your sons and your daughters. And even though we needed to pay the price, you sent your son to pay the price for us. You took care. You, you sealed the deal when your son died on the cross, and we owed nothing from that point on. God, I thank you for the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for for loving us. Lord, and I rejoice with everybody in here because tonight you spoke into the hearts of students and you dealt with them and, and you made them realize that the best thing we can ever get for Christmas, the best gift ever, is your son's death on the cross. And Lord, remind us of that. Let us live According to your will, God, and I pray that all of us in here that are believers, you can continue to do a work in our hearts. And God, it doesn't end here. It must go beyond the doors of this church. It must go to our schools, our families, and our friends. And I pray that this Christmas, we share the gift of reconciliation with others. Thank you for mending the brokenness. Thank you for paying the price that we could not pay. And Lord, to you be all the glory and all the honor. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Let's praise God.